This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, Scotty J. Gow, thanks for the news. I'll tell you what, all three of these guys have city gear on at this radio station right now. Our producer, Drew Young, our news anchor, morning host, as you heard right there, Scott Jago, and our news editor, Brad Choate, they're all wearing city, all three of them. You, I, yours? you need yours. I don't have any city oh. on that. I mean, this this team has taken this station, this city, this region by storm. Wow, uh, what a win yesterday! Three to nothing over Miami. Uh, two of you have Cardinals gear. I do believe that was an STL hat on the head of uh, Scott Jago, and that was a Cardinals lid or shirt. I can't remember. I think hat. Yes, and he's got city gear. Uh, on Brad Choate, so he's repping both teams. You are not, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Usually gotcha. Brad has a Kansas City merch on. He loves those Chiefs. He lo- We carry them, too. We carry the Chiefs, we too, do. and the Billikens. Uh, but I'll tell you what, City is, I mean, they're not overtaking their, the Cardinals necessarily, but both of them played last night at the same time, and I thought both places were rocking pretty good. I noted this morning with Scott that hearing the crowd at Bush Stadium, and I was not there, I'll tell you where I was in just a minute, but the the crowd sounded really into it last night for a team that's 14 games under 500 and the crowd at city park was absolutely on fire last night. And I did have that game on as well. And, and to watch and listen to both games is pretty special I mean, to, to hear all those crowds happening in downtown and the backing that city has right now and the tear that they're on again, not, it, it shouldn't be too much of a concern to any other sports teams because it is, the time and the the place right now is very special for city, but they are going to be great and they're going to draw a lot of attention and, and revenue for a long time in this place. It, it is very special to downtown West. I mean, what an incredible thing to know that there is a stadium like that, a billion dollar complex. When you add up everything else that they've built right by union station in an area that was nothing um, with all respect to any buildings or hotels that were there. I mean, it needed a boost and look at this. I mean, this is just crazy. So congratulations, everybody over there. As for the Cardinals, you know, it's difficult to come out of uh, the Friday game and then Saturday lose that first one. But they came out and they pounded away. We're going to talk to Ollie Marmel about it in just a minute. In that second game, it's just been disappointing. It's I, I'm happy to see them play well. But, you know, we all know they've dug too deep of a hole to win the division. It would take a miracle, and we all know that it's just too much. So it it's tough. It's going to be, at this point, a, a very intriguing trade deadline, though. I have already looked at 24 to see what that team could look like, and we're going to find out here in a couple of weeks 
I think, a good piece of that 24 team. I, I do believe John Mosaloc when he says on our air last week with Joe Pot that we're going to change some faces. There are going to be some trades made. We're going to talk to him in a little over an hour. He's not going to tell us who he's trading. He doesn't know because it's a matter of the offers that he's going to get here in the next couple of weeks. But we'll get an idea of where he's thinking in terms of trade strategy. Once again, he joins us every Sunday at 1130 here on KMOX. When I had him on a couple of weeks ago, he talked about how yeah, his exact words were, it's fair uh, to say that we should have done more or could have done more. And what does that mean? Well, the rotation is what we were talking about specifically. And he talked about giving guys opportunities. He is basically saying that, you know, we tried to fill a couple of holes internally and perhaps they should have gone out and gotten a little more aggressive in, in adding some depth there. So he, he they will they learn from that? As he said, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about that. It's not going to all be fixed on August 1st, but at the end of the season, uh, a complete reassessment should be underway, if not already. And then you get ready for 24 with Arenado and Goldschmidt and Walker and Newt Barr. And these are the untradeables uh, and Mason Wynn, and you go and maybe Gorman uh, Donovan play part. Of, I mean, I don't want to like say that the other, everybody else is gone, but what is your core and how do you go attack that and get some pitching to support those guys? And that's exactly what I think the Cardinals are going to set out to do. Uh, yesterday, uh, I just appreciate all the messages, and they 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 come in uh, for my birthday. It was very nice. I share a birthday, however, with Mike Shannon, and he was very much on my mind yesterday. Uh, we lost him, and just let's see, ten days before that, uh, twelve days before that, lost my father-in-law Gary Ronberg, who also shares my birthday. So July 15th, Gary Ronberg, Mike Shannon, me. I know there are uh, some others, perhaps some are listening. Love all my birthday brothers. But really, yesterday we had a family gathering for Papa Gary and, to celebrate his life. And it just made me really think and reflect about life and about how precious it is. As most of you know, I lost my father 30 years ago. That woke me up as a teenager to get myself together and to appreciate and soak in every ounce of life. And I think it was another reminder, and I'll add Rick Hummel, a very dear friend who we lost a month after Mr. Shannon, that at the age of 77, so there are three very important people in my life that were suddenly lost, and it is it is hard, but it's also a reminder to yourself how precious life is, how to take in every moment, and just not to, I know it's a cliche, you know, not to sweat the small stuff. I, I, I just, I'm not somebody who's going to get angry over things that happen in the world or in sports or in my own personal life. I just have to teach myself. I think we all try to do this is just to live in the present. Think about the future, but don't, you know, get too anxious over it and don't dwell on the past and just enjoy the present. And boy, the last night was really a lot of fun being around, even though it was a, a solemn uh, a few months leading up to that, thinking about Gary it was nice to be around a lot of people who love each other and who appreciate being in the moment. So that's that's where we were yesterday. I hope that you can share those moments with your family. Hug them close. Uh, and, and I know that all of you knew uh, in this audience, Mike Shannon, as closely as, as I did because we listen to him every day. You know, it doesn't matter if you knew him personally or not. He was part of our life. And so I... I 
absolutely joined the Cardinals in that yesterday uh, in remembering Mike Shannon. And uh, thank you again for all of your listenership here on the show. Coming up next is Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. He'll be with us in two minutes. Lutz Fan and Steel, what a game for his team. The sporting director at City. He will be with us at 11.15. John Moselock, who I just talked about, he'll be with us at 11.30. We're keeping an eye on Wimbledon as well, and this Carlos Alcaraz is something else. He came back after losing the first set 6-1 to Novak Djokovic and won the second set 7-6. Now, if this is going to be a marathon five-set match, I'm not sure who that favors. The History tells you that Djokovic will win it, because he's the experience, but this Alcaraz is going to wear you down if you let him. He's 20 years old. He's explosive. He's smart. He's the number one player in the world. And if there's any time where we could see the start of the changing of the guard, it could be now. I mean, Djokovic just whiffed on a forehand. Uh, there are a couple little things in here that he that are uncharacteristic and make him look a little more human against Alcaraz. And then there are some times where he shows the heart of a champion and why he is the best player that we've ever seen, probably. So we'll continue to watch that. Wimbledon in the third set now as Alcaraz won the second set 7-6 after the losing the first one 6-1. They just started the third set. Quick break. Ollie Marmel back with us in just a minute on Sports on a Sunday morning. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Being sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. 12-20 pregame today, Cardinals and Nationals. It's Jack Flaherty against Josiah Gray. Flaherty's been great recently. 12 and two-thirds scoreless ball for him. 
as he goes up against Gray, who's also been good at 2.20 ERA over his last three starts and pitched a scoreless inning in the All-Star game. And joining us right now is Ollie Marmel. Oliver Marmel is the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. He joins us at 10.15. You hear me okay there, Ollie? Yep. Okay, good. Good morning. Just wanted to make sure we've had the phones have been uh, on and off here over the last week or so, but great to talk to you. I have uh, some thoughts on the games yesterday, but I I just wanted to kind of overall ask you, since I haven't talked to you since, how your all-star break went and how you spent that before you got back into it. It was a good one. Uh, I was able to get some rest and um, get away for a little bit. We went to to Florida and uh, spent three days there and, uh, Heading on back and ready for the second half. That's good. It's been, I know, you know, for you personally, it, you're the manager of the Cardinals. You know how big of a job it is, but it is a grind, and you, you need that break, especially when things aren't going well. It's probably an extra weight on you. I mean, you won a division last year. You won the division, and that was hard. Uh, what has it been like this year to, to grind through this, uh, what has been a, a tough year in the standings? It's been a rough time. I mean, I mean, there's no uh, secrets. It's been uh, disappointing up to this point. And um, you wake up every morning uh, trying to figure out a way to turn it around. This is what uh, I'm passionate about. This is what I love to do. And we got a group that cares. But it just uh, we just keep finding different ways to lose. And um, yesterday, the first game was an example of that. And we, we have to figure out a way to play better baseball. But, uh, yeah, um, it's, been, it's been tough. What happened in that first game? It's and it was, of course, an extension and a continuation of Friday. So, how did you approach that and and get that thing started on Saturday after the suspension on Friday? Yeah, we just. Uh, I mean, you saw the game. We made yeah. some mistakes, um, several of them. That that it was tough to overcome. I felt like we put together some pretty good at bats, but but came up short and um, had the guys we wanted in the back end and uh, weren't able to to finish the way we wanted to finish. Um, Gio uh, didn't have his slider um, the way he wanted to and gave up that double. But um, overall, it was uh, it was a tough first one. I'm glad we took the second game. That second game, after a rain delay, delayed the start, and then you came out firing, didn't you? This team was swinging the bats. That was actually a career, a season high for the Cardinals. 17 hits in that ball game, Ollie. Yeah, a lot of good swings and and everybody contributed. I mean, you look up and down that lineup and the guys did a really nice job of stringing together some quality at bats some good left on left at bats with Burleson, Gorman, uh, even Donovan, the line out the third left on left. And then uh, some big swings. I mean, Herrera had a really good day with three hits. Uh, he continues to swing the bat. Well, did a really nice job behind the plate, handled our pitchers well, blocked well. Um, so he continues to develop and show well. And, uh, Gorman took some pretty good swings. Um, so overall it was, uh, Pretty positive day. I would say so. The Cardinals really swinging the bats well. Alec Burleson with a tremendous catch, too. He hits a bomb. He makes a great catch. Jordan Walker had a great catch. I wanted to ask you about that, too. The the two of them uh, working in some playing time in the outfield and how they've come along. Two of them are really good friends, too, which I like. Yeah, they're working hard. I mean, you watch them. You get here early before BP even starts and they're out there getting reads and, and working on their footwork, working on going back on the ball, playing balls off the wall. Um, and then during BP, they're, they're out there getting reads off the bat and, and tracking balls down. So they're, they're putting in the work and it, it, it'll take time. Um, especially Walker. Uh, it, it's going to take time for him to develop into, into 
a good defender, but uh, he's got the skill set to do it. He's got speed. He's got the arm. He's instinctual. He, he sees the game, and it's just a matter of reps. So yesterday, really nice play coming in, diving, and uh, kept him in that game, created a little confidence for him. But um, he continues to to show better in right field, and um, it's going to take time, but he's doing a better job. Ivan Herrera sneaking in there with a three-for-three three day, and he has been pretty good for you uh, since you called him up, hasn't he? I mean, Andrew Kisner, unfortunately, deals with a tough injury there, but Herrera, how did he look in the minor leagues? What was your report on him, and has this been reflective of that? It has. Um, he came in the spring and uh, really started to put in the work we're seeing a different guy behind the plate as far as just receiving and framing and blocking. He's, he's slower. He's calmer behind the plate. Um, everything he's doing is just a little quieter, which is, uh, which is great. And um, offensively, he's putting together some, some really nice ABs. So uh, yes, to his credit, he's put in a ton of work and we're seeing a much better player and he's only going to continue to get better. I mean, he's young and hungry. So uh, he's done a nice job to this point. We've all seen what we've seen from Nolan Gorman and his bat. Uh, we know that it went quiet there for a while, but he has a pretty special bat. I mean, it's a, it's ferocious when it gets rolling. I wanted to ask about him in the field and just as an overall player, how has he looked to you in that standpoint this year? You broke up a little bit, Tom. Who's uh, uh, Nolan Gorman, how has he looked uh, just at overall? We know his bat is ferocious and pretty special when he gets it rolling, but uh, from that standpoint in the field how has Gorman been he's actually been good um you might what comes to mind is a couple games where he had some mishaps but the reality is he's played a really good second base he's turned a really good double play he's ranged side to side well when when you look at just his ability like defensive run save like this is a guy that's a, a positive defender at second base right now he's done a really nice job um, and he's continuing to get better around the bag, towards his backhand coming in on balls. He's working on uh, all those things. But uh, overall this year, he's actually played a really nice second base. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a, a, a real talent, I think, if, for your future. And unfortunately, you have him because you've had to move some people around in the middle infield uh, with Paul DeYoung playing shortstop, but in particular Tommy Edmond on the shelf with the wrist. How is he coming along? How is Tommy? He's doing okay. Um, he got an injection in the wrist. It was just a, a lot of discomfort. Couldn't swing. With the injection, it will be several days of, of no swing and then a progression to get him back into BP and then see how we can go from there. But, uh, yeah, this is a guy that's a good defender at second base. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable over there. He can play short. Um, we've had to put him in center field in order to – kind of settle that a little bit with the way the style of play in the outfield over the last several months. But um, it, it hurts not having him, but our hope is that uh, he makes progress and we see him back in the lineup soon. Ali, how do you deal with the knowledge? Uh, I mean, you don't know exactly who's going to be moved, but that your president of baseball operations, I mean, he said it right here on this show, you know, we're probably, he said candidly, we're going to have to change some faces. How, do you uh, let that enter your mind as a manager? How do you manage the club knowing that you know, that is on the horizon? Yeah, it's part of the business. You, you don't play well, and that's what it leads to. And um, I, I, it's just, it is what it is. It, uh, you show up, and, and my job is with the guys that we have in this clubhouse at the moment is figure out a way to win with them. Uh, so a lot of my time and energy goes towards that. I don't really 
allow the other stuff to be a distraction and um, try to keep it from being a distraction for, for our players. But at the end of the day, we have a job to do, and it's to uh, to beat Washington today. So um, whatever happens, happens, but we just got to figure out a way to string together some wins and go from there. Yeah. You've been down this road before as a bench coach too, haven't you? Because you have to play that – you had to play that role as a bench coach. Bench coach was like the line – to the manager in some ways, no doubt. you know, so you had to play, uh, not therapist, but you know what I mean? But the deal with human beings that, that has to work in your favor. It, it really does. And that's a big part of that job is building, um, at the end of the day, building trust with each one of those guys and, and making sure that there's buy-in to the process. But also there, there's times where they're not happy with certain things and you, you got to be able to communicate in a way that's honest, uh, and, and not just kind of, tell them what they want to hear, but allow them to understand the bigger picture. Um, so, yeah, it helps to do that job before sitting in this seat because you've built the trust and the relationship with the players, and that's a big part of, of moving this thing forward. I, I know I bring up Tony LaRusso a lot, but I, I covered him throughout his time here, and I covered him longer than any other manager. So uh, it's one of my biggest points of reference. But a lot of people know this, that you would come into his office before the game, hey, Tony, how you doing? He said, talk to me at 10 o'clock. That was his line always. I guess, yeah. And it was just him. He carried those losses hard. Uh, I know he celebrated the wins, but I know those losses were hard. How, I know you alluded to this in the beginning of our conversation here, but how do you do that, turn the page and play the next day after a loss? Is it, we all know there have been a, some tough ones this year. Yeah, we um, credit to our group. They've actually done a, a really good job of, uh, of turning the page and, and being able to attack the next day as if it's a new day. Um, we've had some tough losses, and, and they, they have done a really good job of that. If you look at some of the tough losses we've had, the guys have bounced back and, and done well. Um, it, it's part of the job. It's what we get paid to do. Um, it's not easy. And uh, at the end of the day, I wish we turned this thing around. Absolutely, man. I mean, like I said earlier, this is this is what we're passionate about, and we want to make sure we show well for this city. And, and the way we've been supported over the years, it's like yesterday, man. There's forty thousand people in the stands, and there, I mean, it, it's so fun to hear that crowd do what they do when we're playing good baseball, and we want to get back to that. Good luck today uh, against the Nationals. I mentioned there's one more thing, Jack Flaherty. Just a thought on Flaherty before we go. I I, I mentioned him out of the gate that he's pitched extremely well. What have you seen yeah. from Jack? He has. He's commanding the baseball. He's reaching back, and, and Velo's there when he needs it. And um, he has done a really good job of just being on the attack. Um, his last several outings have been really good for us, and our hope is that he continues that today. Cardinals and Nationals today at one We'll have it for you right here on KMOX with Mike Claiborne and Ricky Horton on the call. Matt Pauley will have the pregame. Ollie Marmol has been with us this morning for his segment. We always love these segments. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. Have a good one. Manager of the Cardinals with us, as always, on these Sunday mornings coming up on 1030. Taking a peek at Wimbledon, it's uh, Carlos Alcaraz. You know, both of these players, they play to the crowd a little bit. They're pumping their fists. Uh, Djokovic, in particular, likes to wave on the crowd, and he's going to need their help here because Alcaraz has taken a 2-1 lead in that third set. He lost the first one. Alcaraz did 6-1, but he came back on this legendary player, Djokovic, 7-6 in the second set, now up 2-1 in the third set. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll go back and look at Wimbledon, but we'll also take a little trip around sports. and. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let you know what happened in the world on the way. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. Cardinal baseball coming your way today at 115. Welcome all of you. Ollie mentioned it in the interview right there, and I said it first thing I said this morning when Scott asked me what was your impression of last night's game. I said the crowd. I mean, the crowd was good last night, and it's been good all year. I mean, they just keep coming in. They just roared last night for a team that is at the bottom of the division. But I think, you know, a lot of people come in for the weekend and this is their team and it's their chance to see their team and they're going to cheer for the Cardinals. It's not like the entire fan base is angry and not going to the games, but they do want to be rewarded for the money that they're putting down. You know, the Cardinals fans want to be recognized and want to be heard. And I like that. I really do. I like when Cardinals fans are passionate, not only about last night, but I do not mind. I'm not saying I like booing, but I like passion. I like questions. I like when fans want more and demand more because we do win championships around here. I know I've talked about this a little bit, but when you boo at a game, it's just sports. I mean, you pay the ticket and you boo if you want. I don't care. I mean, that's you know, what it is. I mean, it's, it's – uh, Pay, players are getting paid a lot of money to get a job done, and you're the fan making them go a little harder. Uh, and then when they don't do something that you like, you let your presence be felt, and they hear that stuff, and it, it's it's all right. What I don't like is the, you know, you can do it, but the the when it gets personal, you know, on your own players, and and when the Cardinals go to other parks and they hear some of the stuff yelled at them from opposing fans, they'll chuckle about that. I mean, that's just good-natured stuff. But anyway, um, the Cardinals have a game today, 115, against the Washington Nationals, and we'll have it for you here on KMOX. The night game tonight, I saw a promo for Sunday night's game, and I thought, ugh, I'm like, Astros, Angels, that doesn't sound very appetizing. Then I thought about it a little bit more. I'm like, actually, 
That sounds pretty great. I may settle in and watch a little bit of Shohei Otani. He hit his major league leading 33rd home run. The Angels rallied in the ninth, and then they scored in the 10th on an error, and they beat the Astros 13-12 to yesterday. A throw that went wide of first base scored that run. But Otani is really, really special. I mean, what an incredible talent. I have no idea where he's going to end up. Is it possible that he could be traded at the deadline? I guess it is. And I'm sure the Angels are going to entertain offers, but it would take an absolute whopper of a deal to land him. Uh, Then if you do, are you going to be able to sign him to uh, the size of, you know, a a small country? Uh, (laughs) That amount of money. I have no idea if, but is he worth whatever amount of money that is in the hundreds of millions of dollars? Perhaps he is. I mean, he is going to sell not only jerseys, but he's going to bring in a ton of media attention. You're going to be the center of baseball. You'll be on every primetime telecast they can fit in. Your brand is blown up all over the world. And by the way, the guy's the best player in baseball. He hits, he pitches, he does it all. And he's going to be doing it for a long time. So I think it's great for baseball. I have no idea where he's going to end up. The way baseball is right now, they are spending money left and right. These teams are spending four, $500 million on payroll. It's unbelievable. He'll probably end up at one of those Giants, uh, uh, not the San Francisco Giants, although I guess it's possible. I'm talking about one of the teams who has just a, a obscene payroll. Uh, I like the fact that the Mariners were serenading him at the All-Star game. I think it's great entertainment. I'm a big fan of Shohei Otani moving forward. Uh, Looking at the Major League Baseball standings right now, just a quick update. The Cardinals right now, as you know, in last place in the NL Central. The Brewers have taken over the division, and if you haven't heard, the Reds have lost three in a row. I'm still not sure the Reds have the pitching. If they're going to win this thing at the deadline, they are going to have to land some pitching at the deadline. What's interesting here is you have the Reds, you have the Marlins, You have the Diamondbacks. These are teams that aren't normally in the mix. The Orioles, the uh, Guardians are in there most of the time, but they're kind of fighting for it right now. Uh, The Rangers, these are teams that we don't normally see at the top or near the top of the division, and I think they're all going to be aggressive for pitching. And if the Cardinals are going to deal some pitchers, I think there is actually a better chance than you think of getting a pretty good return on rentals. I really do when you start to look at all of that. At any rate, the Cardinals are 11 and a half out. The Central has the Brewers a game on top of the Reds. Cubs are seven out. Pirates nine and a half out. Cardinals 11 and a half out. Leader in the East is the Braves by nine and a half over the Marlins. They are just unbelievable. The Braves are 61 and 30, and they have a run differential of plus 155. That is just obscene. But actually, The Dodgers, by the way, lead the West over the Diamondbacks now. I told you that was going to happen by two and two and a half over the Giants. The Rays have the best run differential uh, at plus, actually the Rangers do. Rays plus 156. They're 60 and 35. The Rangers are 54 and 39, a plus 158 run differential for the Texas Rangers. They lead the AL West. AL Central is a lot like the NL Central. Nobody really is running away with it. And the Twins are a game over 500 and lead the division by one and a half over Cleveland. Carlos Alcaraz won the second set of Wimbledon 7-6 after Djokovic won the first set 6-1. Djokovic bidding for his record-tying eighth Wimbledon singles championship and fifth in a row 
Alcaraz trying for his first trophy as Djokovic wants his 24th Grand Slam title. And right now, Alcaraz has taken a 3-1 lead in the third game, uh, in the fourth game, rather, of that third set at the All England Club. Alcaraz ranked number one in the world. He is 20 years old. Djokovic is ranked number two. He's 36 years old. Alcaraz is the pride of Spain. Djokovic from Serbia. As they continue at Wimbledon, we will watch it for you here on KMOX. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at City and focus on what happened last night and what's to come for this unbelievable soccer club that has taken the city by storm and has captured its fans' hearts. Back in a moment on KMOX. The left foot swinging back at the yeah. same hitter. He got it. Sam again. Oh, baby. City leads. Joey Zanaboni with a call on Y98 FM. Sam Adinarin with the goal. Got the scoring started. Headed in across off a corner kick from Indiana Vasilev. And City was off and running. You know how good they are when they score first. And they were up 1 0 in the 28th minute. 12 minutes later, this happened. STL, right foot, Sandy yes. Parker, yeah. Yeah, baby! Off the post and in, 2-0 City! Give a letter opener to a disenchanted futon store employee! Let's get ripped! 2-0 lead for City at that point, and that was just before halftime. And then in the second half, Edward Leuven comes into the game. He had a goal at the 80th minute. Nice to see him back in there again, and City wins it. 3 to nothing is the final. Leuven has five goals off set pieces this season. As for Parker, he had his third goal, now tied for the fourth most goals by a defender in MLS this season. City has scored 43 goals in Major League Soccer. That is second behind Columbus. That's who they're going to play next in the League's Cup on July 23rd. That's the break that City is about to take as the first-place team in the West of Major League Soccer, and they will continue to be in first place all the way until August 20th when they resume play. Tim Parker talked about that very thing heading into this different portion of the season with a big, emphatic victory. Yeah, and I think, in a way, I'm really proud of the group, you know, to come out and after the LAFC game to come back to home and to play Miami the way we did. We wanted to make sure that we got off to a fast start and score goals and put pressure on them right away. And I think um, to come home, obviously we always want to put on a show for the fans. Um, they were amazing tonight again, but uh, it's just important for us to finish opportunities and get get ahead of a couple of those kind of things. And this was a case where you, you haven't always done that, but you certainly did that uh, tonight in the set pieces? Yeah, yeah, all three goals were set pieces tonight, which, um, of course, we'd love a goal in the run of play, but... When set pieces come off and, you know, I mean, we're always dangerous with the service that we have and the kind of guys that we have in the box. Um, yeah, that's that's something to be proud of as well. Hey, Tim. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was going to say, what is, what is Alex Langer's magic touch on these things? I can't tell you. Secrets, <laughs> secrets <laughs> um, I was going to ask you specifically about head balls, but not, not like the goals, but just like playing defense. And mm-hmm. What does it take to mentally and physically to win a head ball and do something with it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said about being able to win them, but then 
Um, the next step is obviously trying to find a teammate when you're able to win it as well. And in our system especially, I think it's very important that we're able to try to keep those balls for second balls and uh, to progress up the field. So I think it's something we challenge ourselves with every time we win one. And do you do you feel like you could head the ball farther than anybody in the field? I know it's somewhat joking. I'd say that's a humble brag, yeah. I think I could head the ball farther than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, remember when they were making fun of you at the beginning of the year for practicing your goal celebration? I don't. That's pretty bad. <laughs> now I should probably think about that. Who was it? Who uh, was Klaus. Mm. <laughs> Something to know. <laughs> Tim Parker having some fun with reporters. A couple of voices you heard there. Tom Timmerman and Benjamin Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Hockman asking him about headers. He did head one home off a corner kick from Aziel Jackson. And then Leuven with a beautiful strike off a free kick in the 80th minute. It was a win for City, 3 to nothing. It is very impressive. Astounding, actually, is the word that I would use uh, to describe what they're doing here. 13 wins. That's the fifth most, most wins ever by an expansion team. And, folks, there's two months left in the year. I mean, it's amazing. This team is in first place right now and continues to play well. 8-3-1 and one at City Park in MLS action. And when they score first this season, they're now 11-0-2. That is their seventh home win, scoring three or more goals. They scored three yesterday and beat Miami, and we just missed Messi because Miami has introduced Messi as their big star, Lionel Messi, the best player on the planet, and he will be playing in Major League Soccer. What a gig. Uh, He's going to be playing in this league, and the United States will be fawning all over him. It's a huge win for Major League Soccer to have a player like that, but we just missed him. It would have been a lot of fun to see him here. Uh, We have right now Carlos Alcaraz leading Novak Djokovic 3-1 in the third set and advantage Alcaraz with a chance to win another game he would go up 4-1 on this great champion, Djokovic. And we'll see what happens in this Wimbledon final. I think it's certainly historic as he's going for, Djokovic is, his record-tying eighth Wimbledon title. But you have this player and a changing of the guard, which we all kind of wondered, when is this going to happen? And we have Djokovic just seems to win everything every year. Uh, certainly there have been some great players right alongside him that have done some wonderful things through the years. And we all know they're the hall of fame credentials and caliber, but what's the next young group? When are they coming in to take over? And here comes another challenger in Alcaraz. And he looks like the real deal to me, uh, stick sticking with Djokovic and actually coming back from losing the first set six, one is very, very impressive. The women's side, it was Marketa Vondrasova who won yesterday, uh, beating Ans Jabor, And what a win for her. She grew up playing on clay at a club in Prague. Her first big success was reaching the French Open final in 2019 on that clay surface. She was the runner-up at the Tokyo Olympics on hard courts. That's when we really started to see that she was the real deal. And now here she is on the grass surface doing very well and winning Wimbledon. That is a life changer when you win Wimbledon. Forever you are a Wimbledon champion, and we'll see if... Vondrasova can continue to capture that. Uh, right now, the Scottish Open has gone to Rory McIlroy. That's a big win for McIlroy, who birdied the last two holes in what was a very windy day in Scotland, shot a 68, beat Robert McIntyre by a shot in the Scottish Open, 
What a finish uh, at the Renaissance Club as he hit a three-wood from the rough on 18 to four feet for birdie. And uh, that was McIntyre to shoot a 64. McElroy had to birdie the par 317th to catch him. He did. And then on the final hole, McElroy pulls out a two-iron, and he sticks it 10 feet for birdie and delivers. McElroy... A big boost. Why do I call that a big win? Because now he's going to the British Open. The Open Championship is next week at Royal Liverpool. So he will stay out there and start to get ready for that major event as it returns to Royal Liverpool, and all eyes are going to be on McElroy. He has gone nine years since winning a major. He hasn't won a major, none of them, in nine years. Rory McElroy. Now, he came close to ending that last month at the U.S. Open, but he didn't. He came up short in that one. Last year at St. Andrews, he came up short, but he didn't. He lost that one. Uh, They are all watching McElroy, who has been very outspoken against Liv. Uh, He speaks his mind, uh, but he's a really kind gentleman and I think attracts a lot of attention everywhere that he goes, and he still plays really well, but just not well enough to win these majors. I'm, I'm fascinated by McElroy. I think he's a tremendously talented player who's always in the mix, but yet comes up a little bit short. Why is that? And he doesn't look like the pressure gets to him, but somehow, some way, he comes up just a little bit short. Now, historically, these conditions are favorable for him at Royal Liverpool. The British Open was held there in 2014. Who won that that year? McElroy. So that's the last time that he won the Open Championship. The forecast is softer conditions than normal. That absolutely favors Rory. We'll see if he can, but that's a big win for him today as he won the Scottish Open just before the British Open. The Cardinals play today at 115 against the Washington Nationals. We will have a full preview from Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Moselock, on the way at 1130. Just before that, Lutz Fandensteel, St. Louis City SC Sporting Director with us right here on KMOX. Calling the action today will be Ricky Horton and Mike Claiborne as John Rooney is taking a little vacation. After the game yesterday... Uh, Klaibs had a chance to catch up with Alec Burleson, the star of the game. We'll play that for you right after the 11 o'clock news. Tyler O'Neill, that's somebody to keep an eye on. He went two for four with an RBI at Memphis as their DH. That happened on Friday. Saturday, he went 0 for four. We'll see how he looks coming out of the gates today and if he continues to have this track after he's reevaluated tomorrow, if he can be activated from the IL and make a difference. And who knows, maybe he's one of those who could be traded. I think there's a, a long list of people that are possibilities to be traded, but I don't think they include Walker, Newtbar, Wynn, Arenado, Goldschmidt. I think you can forget about it. John Moselock with us at 1130 here on KMOX. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar. We'll be back right after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.